I'm changing the balance of power today, by the way. I'm standing up. I see that. So I can strike. And power lunging. I can vogue. Yeah. Look at that. I really like your crew socks. Yeah. And orange Crocs. It's nice. Combo. My shorts. I feel like a really weird member of ACDC. That's that's a reach, I feel. Mm. Okay. What are we talking about today? We are going to talk a little bit about step bone uh, ex- You've just said word <laughs> fractions. Step bone. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about step parents, essentially. Uh, uh, parenting. Yes. Parenting. Parenting. Step parenting. Step parenting. Sparenting. Different ball game. Extra parenting. Bonus parenting. Bonus parenting. Uh, it's not going to be a good episode. What are we really trying to talk about here? I don't know if we even know. I don't know if we even know. It's such a broad subject that we had a hard time nailing down something specifically to talk about or focus on. So it's also important to realize this is legitimately the most problematic thing I think in our relationship. That was a broad statement. Is that true? Yeah, I would say most that complicated. It, yeah. And it, yeah, I don't know about problematic, but it definitely carries the most, if the we're most go- behind it. If we're going to have real stress about something, it's probably parenting related. Right. And I'm willing to bet that that is not abnormal. Yes. Yes. To biological parent relationship. So, so let's break down the, the core facts here. So, um, I have a couple of biological children uh, from a prior marriage and they are, when Elika came along, they were tiny, tiny children. Two and six. Two and six. Now was that when... Two and a half and... How old were they when you moved in? Because that matters. They were four and 10. So yeah. Or yeah. Is that right? No, four and eight. Yes. Yes. Four and eight. Yes. Uh, great. And so we have been doing the, and the, the mom, the biological mom lives locally as well. And the kids are 50, 50 custody between the two households. And that's been true the whole time. Yes. So back when we were dating, uh, Alec and I were dating the, you know, we had the kids half the, I had the kids half the week and I was like a single dad in that time, uh, you know, in the, in the small town North of Columbus where I was living and then I would go down and see Elika on nights that I didn't have the kids. And Elika did not have a lot of exposure to the children. You actually made a point to not really, you didn't want to be introduced to them too early. Right. Because you know from your own experience, which was... Personal and professional experience. Just that being introduced to an adult and potentially building a relationship with them and then it not sustaining is just not a good, good things for a little person to experience. So we, we started dating in October and I met the kids in December. So we dated for a few months before I met them. 
and it was much lighter when you met them. Like we didn't then hang out constantly. Right. And if we remember some of the things we said earlier in earlier episodes, like we didn't think we were necessarily going to work out long term. Yes. And so that was one of the considerations from the no reason the kids should get to know you very well and you know, so forth. Um, I kept trying to introduce them to you because I thought you they did. were more charming than I was and might like sweeten, like they would be the sweetener. <laughs> you were correct. And you're like, hey, <laughs> I don't like you as much anymore, but these guys, oh, they've got some shoot. potential. So um, so that was what was going on. And then we ultimately, you know, a couple years later, moved in together. So now Elika becomes the de facto And to be clear, in that time, obviously, I spent more and more time with the kids and would come up and do overnights. And yeah, we did a lot of activities that would introduce you to them. And, you know, we have and had a really great relationship. So. So, yes, then, yeah, fast forward two years later and. And then you're moved in. Okay, so then from that time, we've had. So the dynamic and I'm not going to go into we're not going to go into the other household stuff. Cause I just don't think that's reasonable to do, yeah. you know, in our conversation here, but it's definitely the sort of three way dynamic of our household and us both as parents in our household and the kids going to another household with a different parent and the, the sort of, let's say, so, there are decisions obviously that need to be made. I mean, that, that is a very, you know, four age four to eight and eight through now end of high school is there's a lot that goes on in that time, Mm -hmm. you know, from a parenting point of view, like decisions about courses and school and, and path educational paths and activities and pressure to do certain activities. And, um, I mean the whole nine yards, people getting, starting to get jobs and having input on that grades and schoolwork, huge amounts of, of sort of opportunity for parents to have perspective and guide, but also to disagree with each other. Mm -hmm. And just to emphasize one really, really important point. Um, part of why, uh, like in the ad I posted, uh, uh, to fill my partner role, I included must be a licensed guidance counselor. <laughs> I missed the ad. I didn't yeah, see that no, we just, on Craigslist at the time. <laughs> but, um, but so no, I very intentionally landed a, someone with professional skills in the domain yeah, of, <laughs> of parenting potentially and child psychology and all of this business. So I'm bringing, knowing my own limitations <laughs> with regard to this, I sort of tapped in a, an expert. So, that itself is an interesting dynamic because Elika has got an enormous amount uh, of knowledge, like truly professional knowledge and experience to bring to the table on this. But she's then the, like the step in this case, right? you know? Yes. So, so it, yeah, sounds like that could be a field ripe for, (laughs) for debate or issue, but it really doesn't i mean we've intentionally i've we've intentionally i've intentionally not inserted myself like that i guess so one of the things i won't call this out because it won't be obvious so one of the things specifically about elica having like a professional education in this in this area is she does a lot of things very intentionally related to this so like she recognizes the types of dynamics that can go on in this scenario with the the two households and the impact on the kids and all this stuff. And 
So rather than recognizing after there's already problems because you know, you're not being conscious about how you make, how you engage it. She upfront says, here's what the dynamic seems to be. I am going to take this role on because I don't want to create a problem later. Mm -hmm. And I'm calling this out because most people who are not professional, like child therapy type people, right. Are not going to do this. They're going to make the mistakes. Mm -hmm. They're going to like have their own personal opinions about their role. And you know, like if you're the quote step person and by step person, we don't mean necessarily you're married it could be any scenario where like if you have a long-term relationship and one of the two of you have kids or both of you have kids, you're in the role we're talking about. doesn't matter if you're married or not, you mm-hmm. know, like you're going to have an opinion about the stuff you see happening related to the kids. And the question is like, what do you do about it? Right. It's whether you share that opinion or how, and even how you share it, if you do choose to share it. And I feel like this, the instances where we do have conversations and where I do share, I feel like I almost deliver it as a professional feedback or, you know, I, yeah, I, I do get emotionally involved in it. I'm not a, a sterile robot. I, because of my professional and I think personal experiences though, I try to be very aware and cognizant of those emotional reactions and separate that between the facts of the matter and really deliver the facts of the matter. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the reasons like you're, you're, you're intentionally engaging it like that. And I, I just, I will underscore, this has been, this area has been the one most consistently fraught with real stress between Elika and I, Mm -hmm. and it has to do with that dynamic of like, you know, so one, one, one thing is that, you know, Elika doesn't engage a biological mom on anything. So we don't have, you know, three-way conversations where, you know, there's, there's, she can voice her opinion directly and there's the uh, debate and that's intentional. There's, there's reasons and so forth. Why, why that is not a connection that's made and what effectively that creates is a situation where legally, you know, me and bio mom have to make certain decisions Mm -hmm. and are responsible for certain, you know, paths forward. And then Elika has an opinion and a, and a like legitimate, like I said, educated opinion on the topic. And that has to come through me in terms of the manifestation for how it works, you know, for the kids. And that is, so Elika doesn't have a primary seat at the table Mm -hmm. and I am in the middle as a conduit of this. Uh, both positions are not awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And from the perspective of somebody who doesn't have a primary seat at the table, but has been in these children's lives forever and ha- does have personal investment in them, but also a professional perspective, that is a very hard place to be in because there are things that I observe or want to share or would say, and I don't. And so like it, the nucleus, l- let's try this out and see if this resonates for you. I think the nucleus of each of our biggest sources of annoyance or stress or whatever disappointment or whatever it might be about this is that you don't feel like you, like you don't have that full seat. So your opinions get changed or they're not, they're not manifest in a way that would be the same as the way mine are, et cetera. And my nucleus nugget of issue is that like, 
you also don't then have to deal with the consequences of like prosecuting your opinion with, with bio mom, for example. So like it's, you feel, you know, I don't know, like minimized or marginalized in a way in this because of that dynamic. And I feel like your frustration with that, but also the fact that like, but then I have to go deal with Mm-hmm. working out whatever the, mm-hmm. you know, the thing is. And it, and it's sort of not so easy in many cases. So sure. But that was the intentional dynamic that was set up was for me to not have a seat at the table. Well, I mean, so that's, but kind you of could a... always, but that was set up between us though. Like you could always say, yeah, I want a first class seat at the table, but that would mean you what think it 12 means. years later trying to implement that would well, go over smoothly but in any, let me ask you realistically, like, do you think, like you having had a first class seat at the table and working as like a, th- a thruple mm-hmm. uh, uh, as parents here would have been better over the years. No, I know it wouldn't have. And that's why I did it. So I, the space that you're in though, then is unavoidable. Your that's nucleus it. place. That's it. If you want to, if you would choose to be, if you choose to be in a relationship with somebody that's and the have a, yeah. you know, biological mom of, your kids, then yeah, that's an unavoidable spot for you to be in. Exactly. So it's, and I think that's a message with all of this. Like, so in summary, the, the, it's the position Ellick is in can't really be improved. And the position I'm in can't really be improved. And that's what we're doing, mm-hmm. you know? And it's definitely like, you know, so th- that's the foundation of it. And then above that, it's how we manage imperfect reality related to this, mm-hmm. you know, and that's probably that concept is probably the one that's most generalizable about the situation to anybody dealing with some form of the, this sort of, you know, parent multi-household. I mean, cause we talked about this a little bit because this is so such a complicated topic to even begin having a conversation with y'all about. And one of the things we came to in that discussion was just there's no one size fits all way of thinking about this because as soon as you change, even any one of the basic custody structures and people structure elements, it changes the whole dynamic of the situation, Absolutely. you know? So like, if you don't have, if it's not a straight 50, 50 custody and it's a situation where someone's getting them like one weekend every so often. Right. Or the, the person that is the, the, the sparent, uh, is really new, you know, like if you show up and the kids are 15, you know, and you've been in a relationship for a year, that's not the same thing as the position right. Alec is in at this point, right. you know? Yeah, so it's, it's really, I think the commonality is there's all of the, all of the seats at this table kind of suck. Is that a fair statement? I mean, it's all about perspective. I don't think my seat sucks. Well, no, they have dimensions of them that suck. Like, sure. they're, yeah, we're really emphasizing the negative. Like, let yeah. me roll back and say, that's a really good point this is not the way to, to handle a, a topic like the parenting. <laughs> parenting sucks. No. <laughs> the parenting's great. And, and there's a lot, like I said, I mean, I won some sort of crazy bonus lottery. Oh, you don't want kids, but you're a professionally educated middle school guidance counselor. You know what? <laughs> like lottery jackpot as far as uh, potential people to be involved now in our lives going forward. And so there's a lot of good things and I think we do a really good job overall with it, but it's, that doesn't mean, I mean, you figure I literally have a professionally educated 
partner as that that extra person and it's still a bit challenging to make mm-hmm. this work and not just be really annoyed anytime there's like a kid decision challenge that needs to be managed you know mm-hmm. so i can only imagine what it's like for everybody else who's like you know yeah not doesn't have that additional professional help sure yeah yeah, because it is bonus parenting, step parenting, whatever you want to call it, is whenever you're bringing another person into your family and relationship like that, it's it's a sticky wicked. There's so many good things, but there are so many inevitable, tricky, hard things to deal with also. Yeah, I mean, so from in practical terms, so going back to like your role in this, so you clearly don't have a zero role. Oh, yeah, I don't have a zero role. And the way it, it ends up working, like in terms of things that can be totally resolved in our house mm-hmm. that don't bleed out into things that would affect the other household, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like I would say it's pretty 50-50. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, you, you are as likely or more likely than me to say someone needs to wake Quinn up now. Yeah. <laughs> someone, He's been sleeping for 12 hours. Go and, wake him and, up. And maybe put your laundry in. That might be something that comes from me, you know? So, yeah. um, and you know, talking about, you know, you talk to Quinn individually about college, mm-hmm. um, you know, during that, the time mm-hmm. of thinking about that, about job, mm-hmm. about school, about, yeah. you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to remove myself from the role of quote unquote parent, but I really, I always keep in mind that I am not legally responsible for these kids, you know, and obviously when they're 18, they're responsible for themselves, but that is a huge thing that I take into consideration, you know, when engaging this. So I think that's, yeah, that for me, just for me, that, that impacts me and my reality of the situation. I really try to see myself and choose to see myself more as like a, I mean, an adult who is invested in loving and caring for these children. You know, I'm not a in there. I'm reliable for them and I'm somebody who will be there for them forever. And I'm not I'm not really a parent necessarily. I mean, I am providing that parental love and support. But I, I do recognize that just when it, you know, the cookies crumble, it, you know, they're not legally my responsibility. Well, but they do like you better than they like me. Sometimes. <laughs> That's it. Well, I know they, they believe that if you were not here, we would still be only eating steak and pierogies all the time and have trash on your counters kept in tiny grocery bags. That might happen. That was dude. That was a special time in our lives. (laughs) (laughs) That was when you were walking, living on the third floor, walk up and yeah, had to hide my trash in various places downtown. Um, so yeah, it's a, this is a complicated one. It I don't is know complicated. if, if, um, people are listening to this and there's a scenario that you'd like to put out there and, and have us talk about, sure. you know, you can try to reach out to us if you know how wonderful we also have this Whitney's at lovewits.com email address. So Whitney's plural and at lovewits.com all one mm-hmm. thing. So you can try there. We but, are on Instagram also. Are Love we? Wits. Yep. On Instagram. The IG. The IG. I'm never, I was just on Instagram once this week for basically the first time ever. I have no idea how it works. You don't even have a profile picture on your account. I clicked. All I did was apparently click ads. That doesn't surprise me at all. So yes, if 
the topic of step parenting, bonus parenting, sparenting, smomming will come up again. Absolutely. So if specific questions or topics, if you have interest in that, please definitely share that with us. And we will continue to share things with you, I would say, in this area as they come up, because this is an evolving, an evolving thing. Quinn's 18 and Noah's 14 and a half. And I'm interested to see how it evolves into adult as they, you know, become adults, how the sparenting, because we all know our relationships with our parents in general change when we become young adults and adults. So we should do an episode on care of mustaches and teen men. That's I'm out on that one. That's a half episode for you to deal with for sure. Maybe Quinn would be a special guest. He would love that. He would hate it. (laughs) He would hate it so much. Okay. So we've said a lot of things and this is clearly, as we predicted, a a sort of messier topic for us than other topics. Um, But, you know, I think in the end, like a lot of other things that we deal with in our relationship, this is just the most extreme of them uh, being able to talk with each other about it and not just, you know, sit on bad feelings and let that fester, but like actually having a conversation. So that's one. And second is to realize, have some empathy that no matter what seat you're in related to this, it's probably got some downsides and anxiety creators. So respecting the fact that even somebody Mm -hmm. brand new in a relationship dealing with someone else's kids is dealing with something of like anxiety about how to express themselves about, or if they should express themselves about parenting or whatever it might be, you know? Absolutely. The, the empathy part, put yourself in the other person's shoes or just remember that their perspective is there too. But I think perspective is a really, it's a good thing to keep in mind. It's all about how you choose to see and engage the situation. Like just because I quote unquote, don't have a seat at the table or my seat, you know, is maybe at the kid's table and not the main table <laughs> doesn't mean I don't like my seat. I believe that we intentionally created this seating arrangement as a couple and I, d- I did not want to have biological kids, you know, that, so it wasn't something that I, it wasn't a seat that I wanted in the first place, if that makes sense. Like you didn't want the steering wheel. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, so yeah, keeping it into perspective that everybody has different hardships with the, where their seat is, but also keeping in mind that there's a good chance that you created the seat that you're in or you had a pretty whether you want to admit that or not because I know that's hard for some people if they don't like the seat that they're in but you did have doing in your table arrangement so if it's not something that you are happy with or that you like absolutely you get you get the opportunity to talk with your partner about that then what I heard you say is that if you are in a scenario where you don't have kids and the other partner has biological kids you should go out and get some of your own kids. If they have four legs and fur, absolutely. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> we didn't talk about that, Adopt but that was shop. that was one of your conditions early. She's like, absolutely, I'm not having kids, but I'm always going to have dogs. And I'm like, God, that was a legit conversation <laughs> and comment made. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So uh, this is a complicated one, but yeah, uh, you know, just keep keep in mind that everybody involved, it's complicated for everybody involved. So, you know, if that helps you kind of manage it, then great. Absolutely.
All right, babe. So what is your just the tips for today's sparenting episode? Talking about it. You got to talk about this. Like this is a a big thing that'll stay. If you, if you have a relationship and there are kids involved in the relationship in any way, it's not going to go away. It's going to be around forever, even when they're adults and so forth. So you've got to have the courage to talk about concerns about how you're what your role is, what each of your roles are, what the expectations are. So you got to talk about it. Yeah. And I think I'll piggyback on that and just say that when talking about it, remember that there are different perspectives when it comes into it. So you can be the parent, you can be the bio parent, you can be the parent not in the house and whatever, whatever perspective you have, there are other ones out there also. So keep that in mind. Are we saying goodbye? I guess. Are we done? That felt like an end. Okay. Then yeah. Thanks for hanging out. (laughs) (laughs) God. That's really. Oh, shoot.